Cosmic Egg, Cozy's own friends, Ben Weber here. Thanks for tuning in to Side B of Episode 50 of Cozy Zone with me, Ben Weber. This is Lisa Lacasio in the Altar Room. So Lisa's super into witchcraft and tarot and divination. And when I was visiting her in Los Angeles, she had me uh, take a little peek at one of her divination decks. Uh, this is this one in particular is called the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Deck. Um, and she asked me to just draw one single card, and I drew the Cosmic Egg. Um, so in, in many different mythological systems, the cosmic egg uh, is about uh, the, the egg from which the universe is birthed. Um, and this particular card uh, speaks to the notions of completion, harmony, finding the infinite within the finite. It was a very moving moment to, to grab the cosmic egg. It's sort of like, you know, winning the jackpot, I think, of all the cards in the, the divination deck. This is the object from which the universe is birthed. And so that, that one is related to me, which I don't know, made me feel like my life was heading in a really great direction. And I must say that sort of after this Los Angeles trip, all of these, these things in my life were slowly getting into their right place. I, I switched to a, a job that I was more satisfied with, that gave me more space, um, answering some questions about romance and family and, and doing a lot of personal work on myself, you know, digging deep to unearth my, my demons and make amends with myself and, and people who I've hurt. Uh, so this is a really... This is a really lovely 
signifier to this this shift in my life. And right now, it's, of course, we are in the days of awe, the time between the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. And uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling strengthened. I'm feeling held by this this cosmic egg to to move forth and and uh, atone for my missteps against myself, against those around me. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling my power, and and I'm excited to to seek it out more. So everyone, without further ado, please enjoy the vocal stylings of our diviner in residence, Lisa Lacasio, in her altar room. Enjoy side B. Uh, Lisa, all right. So you're a you're a complicated person. I am. There's a lot going on with you. Um, you know, you were talking a lot about L.A. as a dreamy city. Um, you know, you're a professor of creative writing. You're a writer. You're a, a friend. I, I was thinking that you have met and spent considerable time with all of the people that I have been in a relationship with in my entire life. That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. Every, every person. Except for the Dutch girl. Uh, right. <laughs> Except for the Dutch girl and the Polish girl. Right. Yeah. All right. But so. It's moving on. That's all right. <laughs> but, okay. So, majority. 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 All the Americans. All the Americans. <laughs> oh, my God. And even some of the non Americans. It's true. Um, so, you know, and we have, what, what do we have? A uh, 13 year history? We met in June. Oh, my goodness. We met 13 years ago this month. Maybe mm. 13 years ago last week. Okay. Wow. At Third North. Third North Dorm. Oh, was it third? It wasn't. It was Brittany. Oh, it was Brittany. It was You're Brittany, right. yeah. Brittany. It was as hot then as it is right now. That's right. It was just miserable. Yeah. And uh, I had come to orientation just like, I'm going to make friends. So Life me is too. going to be great. Me fucking too. Yeah. And I refused to wear shorts because I thought that like it wasn't cool to wear shorts <laughs> in New York City. I also thought it wasn't cool to wear shorts, but just generally, not just in New York. Oh, no. But in definitely in New York, like, you know, in, in Wisconsin, it doesn't fucking matter. But like New York, you know. I didn't wear shorts like other than like in the privacy of my own home until like out of grad school. Wow. Yeah. I had a lot of issues with shorts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you remember that my, my sexy social ploy that week was to go up to people and be like, hi, I bet we're all really nervous. My name's Lisa. What's yours? How did it, how did that go for you? <laughs> Sweet Lisa. Oh, what a poor little dweeb I was. Everyone was like, uh, I'm sorry. What was your name? I was just the coolest party. I was at the coolest party. And I was like, what do you mean you were at a party? I just got here this morning. Yeah. I was at a party in Soho. I met Terry Richardson. Who is Terry Richardson? <laughs> My, I, I was in the suite with these girls. And I just remember being like, they, they, all, they all thought I was some sort of like clean run farm girl. It was so bizarro. The one from L.A., she had some name like Kiki or something. I hated everyone from I LA. I hated everyone. Everyone from the, the, LA. Like, the Gallatin LA 2003 freshman oh. contingent was like a horrible, a oh. horrible little portal. Yeah. They, I, you know, I learned to love them after the four years, but yeah. like my freshman year, like, wow, was I like destroyed. They were just like walking piles of like prayer beads and beanies and like weird, weird little like low laughs. And Ugh. they were probably deeply socially anxious as the rest of us, but like. You don't admit that until you're an adult. You were no. you were way ahead of the admitting your nervousness is a is a it's an it's adult true. move that they I've probably always, couldn't handle. 
I have never, ever been young. I have always been an adult. I, yeah, I remember every night this girl, Kiki or whatever her name was, would dump out a bottle of Advil on her bed and fish out the, like, Valium that she had hidden in it. Yeah. And she'd be like, I just need to go to sleep. And I, I remember one time, like, pure-heartedly being like, I mean, like, are you okay? Or, like, does your family know? Or, like, some, some fucking thing that wasn't my right to ask does anyway. Does family know? I like. And she was like, oh, sweetie, my family lives in a house so big, we all live on different floors, and we just never talk to each other. And she said it with all the conviction of, like, a 47-year-old divorcee and also, like, an abandoned five-year-old. And I was just like, I can't do these people. I don't know how to talk to these people. Then there's the there's also the, like, Shadow Long Island contingent <laughs> as well, who was like, I, I had in the same category is just like what who the fuck are these people like really like like i was you know i was a pretty big fish in whitefish bay wisconsin Mm -hmm. you know and i was like gearing up to like be you know taken down a few notches but like i was not ready for like long island like royalty like the princes of long island oh my god and the and the you know and the the weird alt douche alpha roosters like who were those guys it was 2003 it was the year of the trucker hat it was the year of von dutch um but you know who i remember really clearly is rockland new york on long island it's not rockland county yeah that's that's long island yeah westchester okay all right so there we are it's what's that fucking ballroom at the top is it skirball the top of skirball there's a ballroom uh yeah i don't know okay so there's a there, there we are in this ballroom. Wait, wait, Skirball, or you're talking about uh, uh, Kimmel? Kimmel. Talking about Kimmel. Thank you. Yeah, Skirball is the big performing arts. Right. Where know. we saw Sufjan Stevens. Did we? Maybe you didn't go. Maybe you just asked me an accent. Yeah, I didn't I go. saw Sufjan in a room with like 30 people. It was amazing. I'm 2004. Really, oh, God. I remember being like, should I go? And I asked Leon, and he was like, yeah, go. Oh, God. No, I didn't um, go. It was really good. Um. Anyway, <sighs> so there we are in this ballroom, and it's like... Everyone was so hot, and even though we were air-conditioned, like, you had to dress in a way, because also, like, that was my first confrontation with, like, I don't know, I'm from Chicago, I'm from the suburbs, spent a lot of time in cars and buildings, and, like, yeah, you go outside in the summer, but, like, in New York in the summer, you're just, like, you're out, and then, like, maybe you're in, but when you're out, you gotta be as prepared for the elements as you are in the in the dead of winter. Yeah. And so I remember just feeling so underdressed and grotesque and wearing like, you know, like a white wife beater and like red sweatpants because it was like the only thing <laughs> where I wouldn't like rub on myself and cause problems. And then just but like all these girls are like so like manicured and dressed up and heat doesn't seem to affect them. And I had already developed like a problematic attachment to my fucking orientation leader. I remember on the last day, I, like, wrote her a card about, like, how nice it had been and how much it had meant to me. And these these girls were watching me and just, like, erupted into laughter. Um, God. There was also a girl, a mean girl, and a guy. A guy that I've been trying to not talk to, talk to, but just, like, to befriend. Uh And I remember, oh, God, this is so humiliating. Getting some phone call from Noah. Noah, dear listener, my ex-boyfriend at the time, my my boyfriend, professional violinist. High school sweetheart. My high school sweetheart. And something good had happened for him at whatever summer music camp he was at. I guess it it was Music Academy of the West in Carpinteria, California. And anyway, I had been talking to my orientation leader, who was a year older than me. I mean, there's no reason now, in retrospect, for me to feel so like, oh, I can't believe you would even bother with us, with a scab like me. You know, we, it, it, we're working on it. We were young. We were children. So I was, you know, I was lonely and it was intense. And I remember like springing up to her and being like, guess what? Like my boyfriend, whatever good thing. 
And I turn around and there are these two that I've just like worked like you do woodwork on to try to like, just like be on pleasant terms with just like fucking losing it. Look at that fucking dork. And you know what? I didn't feel this then. I think I felt very sad and lonely, but, uh, in retrospect, that's like a really good barometer for who can go fuck themselves. Yeah. You get a lot of pleasure out of watching somebody try to make an authentic social connection with someone else. Have fun, jerkwad. But I've, I've traveled far from the ballroom. It was a simple anecdote. It was just, there I am, trying to make friends. And we all had those fucking name tags with our hometowns on them. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, God. I and don't know if I remember. Was I at this ballroom? It was before we had we had connected. I mean, I don't so remember. You, maybe you were. I don't think it was super optional. Was it a was it a dance? No, it was like a daytime, you know, like shitty fruit plate kind of thing. Oh, fruit plate and Fuck. sodas. Ugh. I remember Bailey was there. Mm, I like Bailey. Um, but yeah, so I see this girl and this woman, this young woman. We're women, um, and her name tag says she's from Rockland, New York. And I go up to her and I'm like, "Hey, I'm with you in Rockland," and she just gives me like this look of utter utter disdain with you in rockland it's it's from howl by allen ginsburg which has got to be the most famous thing that's ever happened to rockland fucking new york i'm with you in rockland i i wouldn't have gotten i would have well you're not from rockland new york and then i told her where i I, was from i should know ginsburg better but okay outside chicago and she said oh did you grow up on a farm Little did she know, in less than five years, all of us would be so fucking authenticity-starved that everyone would be falling over themselves to make it sound like whatever tract-home piece of shit Long Island hell they grew up in was in fact a farm, an organic, locally-sourced farm, and their father was in fact an artisanal dairyman and not, you know, like a, a hedge fund hopeful who never really made it, which... Rough times, the boom years, the early 2000s, we didn't know where we were headed. No. We did not know. Oh God, yeah. So, but so we met. We met in the in the common room of Brittany. <laughs> we I think did. we connected over a conversation about ragstock, if I remember correctly. We did. We talked about ragstock, and then we talked about. I said piteously, "I miss being physically affectionate with my friends." It was like what day two of a three day orientation that was <laughs> taken from you forever, Lisa. <laughs> and you were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, a real thumb up the ass." That was the thing you said to me. You were like, "Just hug a guy, and put your thumb up his ass," and I was like, "This one, I found my friend." <laughs> oh, good. I was funny. And then I like, you know, you do that dance where you're like, "Do I talk about my boyfriend?" And, but I like talked about my boyfriend. You were like, oh, yeah, I got one of those too, long term. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's the, here's the affinity. Mm-hmm. And then we went on the Staten Island Ferry. You Together? That? Yeah. You were like my, my bud at oh. that point. I remember I wore a dress and heels. I was like, <laughs> well, better shine up. God. And we stood there awkwardly in the night wind oh, off the ocean. Jesus Christ. Oh, Lise. Yeah. Yeah, and then that was it, really. That was really it. And then we were in the same dorm, Palladium. We were. We you were, were in you the were, same class. You were on the, the weed-infused floor, floor four. Yes. I was on floor seven with my, <laughs> my, my cartoonishly ridiculous roommates. Dear listener, one day I went to Ben's dorm room looking for him. The door was slightly askew. It was perhaps 2.30 in the afternoon. I walked in. The lights are off. I wondered, has it been broken into? The room did look as if something had been broken into. It was a common room. And huddled up with all the blinds closed in utter darkness in the middle of the day is one of Ben's roommates, wrapped in a blanket, playing, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto or something on the television. 
And he doesn't even look up as I, someone he's never met before, strides into his dorm room and just goes, uh... And then you come out and you're like, Lise, come in here! And I was like, what's up? And you said, there was a party last night that got broken up and the people who got kicked out were pissed off so they came back and smeared ranch dressing on the walls. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, and then was... my roommate got drunk and bleached his hair in the middle of the night. That's right. And this was the young gentleman wrapped in a blanket on the couch. That's right. Just catatonically playing GTA. He was on the cross-country team. Well, I think he was having a time. Yeah. God damn. You, you read The Mare, right? Yes. I love that line where they're talking about Cookie. He used to say this thing that I liked. Well, I'm not having a good time, but I am having a time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, you can take it. That that one's all yours, Lise. Uh, I don't, I don't enjoy it as much as you do, but that's very, that's nice. It's funny. Um, oh my God, there's so much, Lise. We have so much history. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Oh God. So we, we visited each other's homes. Yeah. We are, we are part of each other's families, basically. We sure are. Um, you know, I, I guess I... I'm thinking about your dream relationship with Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and thinking about you as an artist and thinking about your uh, professional obsessions with, with various things. Yeah. Uh, You know, when I, when I met you, were you into David Lynch when I met you or what did that, when did that begin? When did your David Lynch obsession begin? David Lynch. So David Lynch was part of my life from early childhood, but I was actually quite frightened of him. Sure. And I don't know if put off is the word, but I kept a wide berth. Um, You know, growing up, my parents were these big Twin Peaks fans. And um, then in seventh grade, I was a big Marilyn Manson fan. Okay. And I really wanted to watch Lost Highway because rumor was he and Twiggy Ramirez, his bassist, had a cameo in it. Mm Mm-hmm. So me and my stalwart best friend Aaron rent the movie and just sit through like this this crazy fuck show of like and we we totally missed Marilyn Manson and we were just, and it was so scary and I couldn't sleep for like weeks afterwards. <laughs> and then in high school, we went to see Mulholland Drive in theaters with Noah and my friend Lewis. And uh, I mean, Mulholland Drive blew my mind. Absolutely. But um, I just remember walking out and just like not knowing what to say. And. Lewis Lewis took us lots of places in high school in this big white van he had. And he was like, well, I think we all deserve this right now. And he turned on pet sounds. And so we just drove home in utter silence with the Beach Boys, like, <laughs> blasting around us, which was what we needed. And again, I didn't sleep for weeks. So, like, I definitely knew who David Lynch was and was interested in him. But I, the, the real fascination hit in 2005. And I remember it really clearly. I was in York, England. And I wish I could remember what the originating event was that got me so interested in reading this book, Lynch on Lynch. Maybe I had, I don't know. It was some, something had piqued me. Um, Cause you know, I had, I had been interested in other filmmakers, especially Tim Burton, who, you know, now has kind of like eaten his legacy in my That's opinion. Right. Yeah, but Tim like Burton. early Tim Burton was amazing. And Edward Gorey was another Edward Gorey, absolutely. person who's important to you. Lynch was kind of floating around, and I just remember really vividly having the feeling, and maybe it was even before Scotland when I was reading that book, but just thinking, oh, wait, I'm terrified of this man and his work, and that means it is so powerful and interesting, and, like, why is that? 
And so that was when it really, really just sort of hit me really hard. And I, I remember reading that book and just like loving every single thing that he said in it about creativity and about where ideas come from and about these like imagistic emotional roots for all of these elaborate, beautiful things he had built. And um, when I was in Scotland, I really wanted to watch Twin Peaks and I ended up buying these like badly dubbed or not dubbed, but like badly ripped off Spanish DVDs and changing the region on my computer so I could watch these like pretty low quality DVDs with Axel of Twin Peaks. Um, and then at the end of my time in Scotland, I had a Scottish dental emergency where I woke up three days before my 21st birthday, with the right side of my face swollen beyond recognition. Even the little bag under my eye was separately inflated. And so... Axel, my boyfriend, dear listener, uh, and I went to the Scottish Dental Clinic and we had to wait for like four hours. And I remember that walk and that wait because I couldn't stop crying because I was in so much pain, but also everyone thought he had beaten me up. It was the only time in my life I've ever experienced that. And um, so people were like glaring at him and he's like holding my hand and I'm crying. And then I finally get in the dental clinic and the nurse is like, well, you need a root treatment. And I was like, what? And he handed me a handful of Kleenex and said, here's for your snottings. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, you're American, a root canal. And I was like, I can't have a root canal. I'm supposed to go home in three weeks. I have finals. I don't have dental insurance. What am I going to do? And he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And he just gave me this crazy codeine script to, like, hold me till I could get back to the States. So for the rest of my three weeks in Scotland, I would, like, do my work, like, be lucid as long as I could, and then pop a, like, a codeine ibuprofen and just watch Twin Peaks. Jesus. So you didn't get any <laughs> dental treatment until you Not got until I got back. Holy and shit. And it was good that I didn't because I had to go to an endodentist because the root of the tooth was, like, curved in a weird way. Jesus. And I just remember when they were doing the procedure, it was actually pretty Lynchian. They put this, like, bracket on my tooth and then, like, draped my mouth in this plastic drape. And I was like, why are you doing that? And and the, the endodentist was this nice Polish lady. And she was like, uh, yes, because if the fluid inside your tooth, if it runs down your throat, you will die. And I was like, oh, good. Well, that's rad. Thanks. Oof. Yeah, that's bad. So, yeah, Lynch came into my life in a big way then. And I remember spending that winter break just obsessively listening to all the soundtracks of his movies and... Maybe I saw Wild at Heart at some point that year, because by the next year, you may remember, my birthday party. Yeah, your Wild at Heart birthday party? Mm -hmm. Yeah, at Two Boots? At Two Boots. Uh-huh. In the basement at Two Boots. Yeah. We rented the space. A lot of people came. Yeah. It was like 30, 40 people. We had unending pizza. I remember you and Axel both bought me six six six-packs of beer for the party afterwards. And uh, yeah, we watched Wild at Heart. We played music that I was that I was into. I remember I had made this like three hour mix to play while we socialized. And there was a lot of John Ernsberger on it. Mm. And I remember and then John showed up and I was like, oh, hey, John, that's your music that I'm playing. John Ernsberger. There's so much, Lise. We Thank you so much for listening to Side B of Episode 50 of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, Lisa Lacasio in the altar room. Stay tuned next time when we go uh, back into the archives to unearth some tape from Figment 2015 in which I excitedly ran around and held a microphone in front of very kind people at the Figment Festival on Governor's Island and they told me 
all about their thoughts and feelings while holding space for me to be a very green interviewer. Enjoy. We, we talk about the garbage barge tomorrow. Enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening.